Sailors fighting in the dance hall, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. A big win for Chelsea. The Manchester derby is upon us. It's Friday for the March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Eddie Brassel. Greetings, one and all. What a fabulous Friday we have for you. Andy Brassel and Luke Moore are with me. Andy, you're about to jump in immediately and say something intelligent, no doubt. I don't think I was. (laughs) I was going to say, A, I was a bit paranoid that I said any Brassel, apart from Andy Brassel. Any old Brassel, Uh, any old Brassel, any, any, any any old Brassel. Green out to a garden pal, stick it up your drain pipe. All right. (laughs) I've got my own theme tune that's great I'm actually in favour of it being any old brassel today because of course uh, well it's it's the last day of children homeschooling and to be fair they've not done much else this week so I, I think they should probably do this instead of me my goodness. Well, it'll go from any old Brassel to he's just a rascal. He's just Andy a Brassel. <laughs> Andy, you were always any old Brassel to me, if it's any consolation. Oh, thank you. Do you know, I saw when I, uh, I, I, I watched Arsenal a few times at Highbury back in the day, the old stadium, which mm. I'm sure a few of us have done. And they play, And uh, my mate uh, used to get the odd ticket here and there and we were sitting near the away fans. And they were playing West Ham uh, once upon a time. And obviously there was a lot of abuse back and forth and a bloke just stood up and pointed at them. You know when it all goes quiet and then some bloke goes, right, this is my time to shine. <laughs> and he just stood up and just went, any old iron, any old iron. And everyone everyone just went, any, any, any old iron. It was absolutely brilliant. That was it. Just a little quick chorus. It's nothing vicious, is it? Great stuff. I love. I loved it when we did the old. We did the old trope with the listeners. The funniest thing mm. you've heard at a football game. Sadly, obviously, can't do that at the moment. But once we get back into stadiums, yeah. we should definitely re-up that because that pulled out some absolute gold. And that's yeah. not us claiming it. That's the listeners contributing, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. merely just monetizing that and paying ourselves. <laughs> and I think everyone understands, and that's absolutely fine. No one loses out. Nobody does. So if you do want to well, send we... your content in for us to monetize, you are welcome mm-hmm. to do so. Well, of course, while there's no... You see, I watch the games with no background noise. I, I just think it's it's nonsense. I, I want to know what's what's really going on in the stadium. And, of course, that's where you can hear a few bits and, pieces, bits and pieces being shouted, of course. Um, let's go straight to uh, the game last night at Anfield. Uh, Chelsea beat Liverpool 1-0, of course. Liverpool going very, very badly. They lost five home games on the trot for the first time in their history. They've only scored one goal in that time, which was a penalty uh, against Manchester City. Oh, Luke Moore, the title defence, it's, I mean, it's well and truly gone now. Yeah, get me out of the way so then Andy can give the proper analysis. I think, Andy wants to talk about Tommy Tooks, Chelsea. <laughs> I think, Luke, I think it's remarkable what we're witnessing. I was saying to you guys on the old text last night, I can't remember the last time Liverpool lost five games at home. Surely it hasn't happened before. And then obviously no. Opta um, confirmed that it hadn't. Um, it's 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 very, very strange because not only are they having a poor run of results, which can happen to any team, confidence is a big thing of football, as we know, but they don't really... It's not, like, I mean, it's not even really like they've been that unlucky. They don't, mm. they don't look like scoring. First shot on target last night was in the 84th minute or something. Um, they're, they're having a really, really difficult time scoring goals at home. Um, I understand they've got injuries. We feel like we have to say that every single time we talk about Liverpool. But as I said, as I mentioned earlier in the week when we were talking about Southampton... Um, every team gets injuries. You know, if you're, if you're fortunate enough not to have any, good on you, that's great. But every team gets injuries. Um, and so I don't see how you can attribute 
a kind of a set of injuries, no matter how key the players are, to a fo- to form that's this bad. I mean, they look confidence-wise, they look terrible. I mean, I know I know Allison's had off-field problems, and he has our sympathy for that. But even that goal that was disallowed by Timo uh, Timo, Timo Werner, astonishingly poor decision by Allison. You know, what's he doing? Mm. I mean, mm. it's, it's not something you associate with him. Certainly not the Allison we've seen since he's come to the club. So, all is not well at Liverpool, uh, and. Uh, you know, I, I think it, ahead of last night, I thought they'll, they'll be okay against Fulham. But Fulham look decent now, and they're playing each other this weekend. And I, 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 I cannot imagine what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's an incredible situation, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the good thing for Liverpool is that Fulham can't score goals, um, so they should get at least a point. Should be a nil-nil. Uh, think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, although I just just aim for the arm. Uh, if you're, uh, if you're, <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, Sometimes uh, that works, but it doesn't. Well, did, did it not work? They've never done that before, have they? No. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the Champions League final one yeah. leaps to mind. Uh, all conspiracy. Yeah. Um, uh, but Andy, we would be foolish just to concentrate on, on Liverpool because Chelsea were great. Yeah, they were. And I think it was thrown into sharper relief um, because it was quite a scruffy Liverpool performance. I mean, you talked about them not looking like they were scoring. The passing was way off. There was no real intensity. I mean, there was quite a lot of fuss about uh, Klopp bringing Salah off. And from a, mm. a goals perspective, obviously, I understand that. But it seemed he was just unhappy about him not pressing mm-hmm. enough. And that was Liverpool in general, really. You know, a complete lack of intensity. It's, it's the other way round, isn't it, with, with Chelsea? Um, you know, they were tight. They were economical. Uh, they put Liverpool under pressure when they had the ball and they did what everyone does now and makes them <clears throat> made the most of that space behind the fullbacks. And that's where the, the, the goal came from. And maybe that's one of those things that's making Alisson rush out. Of course, Timo Werner was, was pretty unlucky with that. It was very, very close um, offside decision in, in, in the end. Um, I mean, I, th- I think Werner was, was, was terrific, actually. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've, I've tried to impress about Timo Werner this season is even when people have made a big fuss about him not scoring, and of course, for the amount of money they spent, they expect more goals. He's never been a passenger at any point during the season. You know, he's always put in a shift, even when Chelsea haven't been playing well. Never mind, he's not been scoring. Um, but it's it's interesting, I think, the, the fact that Mason Mount is, is emerging as probably the key player for, 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 for Chelsea so far under Tuchel because of course people really wanted to set up this false opposition at the beginning of oh well he's Lampard's boy and now Tuchel's going to pick mm-hmm. on him and Tuchel's cold he's a pragmatist you know he's yeah. he's someone who's going to pick the players who, who do the job for him and you know Mount's a good enough player to work under any coach and he's doing great at the moment but I think as well you look at the other players like Players that were really serially, serially underachieving, like um, you look at Christensen, uh, you look at Rudiger, who were really good and really solid, I thought, last night. And when you look at Chelsea's defensive solidity, it, earlier in the season, it felt like it was either going to sink or swim with Thiago Silva. And it, it doesn't really feel like that anymore because there's more of a plan. Andy, I have to jump in and say that uh, uh, I hear what you're saying, and obviously Chelsea, they are up to fourth. <laughs> they've, they've just conceded two goals in, in ten games. But Ashley Cole was insisting that the foundations of Frank are still there. In the side. <laughs> I wonder what that could be. Well, I'm racking my brains. <laughs> the, the foundations of Frank seems like the, the prequel. Marcus. You know, an origin story of, a, yeah. of a, some sort of horror film, Ashley, doesn't it? Ashley Cole has spent a bit of time at Cobham this week looking around how Thomas Tuchel's doing things and he's thought, what yeah. this needs is an air rifle. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I do like the way that Thomas, speaking, speaking a little to, Tommy too cold, I do like the way that um, he, he, he spoke about Mason Mount last night. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, I'm not, it's just not me taking the piss because I can't speak any other languages. But he kept referring to Mason Mount feats, his feats. Mm. And it really reminds me of, um, of when he said that um, Neymar dives a lot because he's got sensitive feet. Do you remember that? Yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah, which yeah. is an incredible thing to say. So, so we, we're sure he didn't mean feats as in feats. No, because he, he, he has he be. has done a lot of feats this season, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. I, I, I want I want to come in on Mason Mount and just say that he is so good without the ball. Like he mm. he, he works so hard without the ball. It's yeah. incredible. He really does set the tone um, for what they're doing at the moment, and and they do look a lot more organised. They do look a lot more robust and solid. I actually think it, you could, Andy. You, you would be more more of an expert on this than me. But it looked actually quite quickly after about two or three games that they understood what Tuchel was trying to do. It, it started mm. very very early mm. on, which is obviously the hallmark of a great <clears> coach. <throat> but, and they've stuck that, at that ever since. Yeah, I, th- I think that happens with him. I, I mean, it's further down the line you need to worry about where he falls out with all the board members in half of the dressing room. But yeah. for, for the, for the moment oh we're looking forward to that yeah. oh, oh, yes we are we're here for that to be scared of if you're on the ramble <laughs> and, 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 and at Chelsea you know what did you say did you say two years from now or something or did you give a time frame oh no I think I said yeah. in my mind I was saying under a year yeah I'm right yeah, I was going to say he's yeah, yeah. got an 18 month contract for a reason okay. do you think he'll do you think he'll make the summer Andy Will any of us? Will any of us? Well, I tell you what, who's 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 going to feature in the summer with with performances like that is Mason Mount because you know old glorious Gareth Southgate will be licking his lips, won't he? Glorious Gareth. Oh my goodness! I've, I've suggested a few people could could win England the Euros in the summer, but Mason Mount, Luke Moore, he's going to feature, isn't he? Yeah, he's also from my end, so I'll be very happy with that. Proud, yeah, so Portsmouth, little... Portsmouth, proud. Not, not that you ever play for Portsmouth, obviously, because that's not how it works in Portsmouth. <laughs> uh, we just get to we get to admire them from afar. You know, does a yes. caged bird sing as sweetly? No, it doesn't. So you're not going to come through our academy system. <laughs> you're going to go somewhere else. Good luck to you. We don't need like, you. Like Alex Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah, also no saw, better than we've uh, already got, night. Mason. <laughs> See you later on. Well, Liverpool, they can stop the rottenness this Sunday when Fulham come to town. And as I say, Fulham, I mean, they're, they're struggling to score goals. I quite enjoy watching Fulham, but. Well, Marcus, they've scored more goals than Liverpool have in the last three games. Surely Liverpool haven't scored at all. They have, but I think... Um, well, defensively, I think Liverpool have actually conceded one more goal this season than, mm. than Fulham. So Fulham at the back are pretty good. I think in the in the lower half of the league, they've, they've conceded the fewest goals, but it's the goal scoring, which is a problem. I think they're the fifth lowest goal scorers in the league at the moment. And mm. as much as they, they look quite flashy at times, they're quite hectic. Uh, Fulham, uh, when they, when they get the ball and they 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 can spray it around quite nice. You don't know whether they're going to sort of ping a, a, a perfect pass or, or, or sort of get it trapped under their feet and it goes out for a throw-in. So they keep you on your toes. Mm. Um, but it, it it is that sort of lack of goals. And surely, Andy, you would think that, that Liverpool have got a chance this Sunday to get a win. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? After losing a five and a, a, a row at home. Can I just is... say, they've definitely got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Do the champions of England have a chance at home against the side who are in the relegation zone and have been for the vast majority of the season? I'm going to give them a chance. I'm going to give them yes. a chance. I, I think at this point, we're meant, to, we're meant to put on a serious face and go, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. Yeah. You'd bloody well hope so. Well, um, well, Fulham will hope for a result because they've got a bit of a tricky period, of course. Um, and it was, it's disappointing that they didn't get something out of the game last night. But Everton did Fulham a favour. And, and speaking of Chelsea, Everton just one point off Chelsea in fifth with the game in hand after they beat West Brom 1-0. 
um, in the Sam Allardyce derby. There's a lot of Sam Allardyce derbies, isn't there? There are. Yeah. Just any game not featuring one of the big six. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but Allardyce, uh, he was getting a bit wistful again before this game against Everton, saying, I would have had, would have liked to have stayed and had the investment they have had since. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's... that many money, is it? Over to you, Luke Moore. I've, had, I've said my piece. I've run out of, I've run out of uh, ammo, I think. I've run Say out of it fuel. again. Luke, I, I don't think you mentioned last week that he bought uh, Jenk Tossin and uh, Theo Walcott in the tra- same transfer window. And everyone else has done it. So I, I think you should do it now. <laughs> For how much, Andy? For, it's about, it must be about 50 million. Almost 50 million. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they... The, the, the stat that is brilliant is they had the fewest shots on target in the Premier League during his tenure. <laughs> it, I mean, when he took over at West Brom, if you do yeah. want me to go say a bit about him, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to. Mm-hmm. When, when he took over at West Brom, yeah. there were still 75 points to play for in this season's mm-hmm. Premier League, and they already had, I think, four points. Yeah. So there's 79 points in total there for grabs. Mm-hmm. The first four, they're free, Sam. They're safe. Right. Yeah. Um, well, when they're rele- <laughs> seventy nine points could win you the league this year. Yeah, well, quite. <laughs> but unlikely with Man City. When they're relegated, and they will be relegated, you watch fast. You watch how fast like he slinks away and refuses <laughs> to take any kind of responsibility. It'll be like Redknapp at QPR all over again. Like Redknapp took over at QPR in about November, and they said, "Well, it's just too late for him to get anything done." There was about thirty games left. I think presumably. About? Presumably, on his on his yearly planner at home, <laughs> there has to be an optimum date circled. If I quit, then I'm yeah. not the coach in charge when yeah. they get relegated. If it's still mathematically possible, while I go, I mean, yes. yes as you I was, said trying, about to, I was Red... trying to work out earlier what, when he took over. I think yeah. I think he took over. Well, didn't he? Didn't Slavovich get fired after West Brom got quite a good point at Man City? Yes, and then he took over. And since then, they've won two Premier League games. I think mm-hmm. since then they've picked up about I don't know maybe. 10 points maybe uh-huh. something like that it, if you were a Sam Allardyce defender though um, you would but they're all defenders this fucking do, do, you mean, yeah. do you mean do you mean like in the media or in <laughs> <Yeah>. the back four <laughs> <laughs> definitely not in the back four okay. uh, I, I, I think you look at that game last night they actually played pretty well against Everton I thought yeah, they were they, unlucky. They, 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 you know. they, they created more chances than you habitually expect them to do uh, and Bajian who divides opinion in the places that, he, that he's played but he makes stuff happen in the penalty box. There's, there's no doubt about that. Oh, he was that. unlucky last night not to get a goal. I, I, I think you look at that, though, and you think, you know, there are always going to be these games. It's a bit like an NBA season, this current Premier League season, in that there are so many games in such a short space of time that you're going to get weird results. But when you get the opportunity to get one of those, you have to take them. Mm. And when you've got an opportunity to, to get a win like that, and they, they definitely had the opportunity to beat Everton last night, you, you have to take it. Yeah. And I think I think Everton, and we, um, this has been mentioned by one of you guys or one of us on the, on the show fairly recently. Everton have it in their locker to put in the odd, the odd stinking result. It's like every so often yeah. they lose focus and they they they'll lose at home to Newcastle or something, and then they'll then they'll refocus again. And I'm not mm. suggesting actually that obviously I'm, I'm sticking the boot on Big Sam because I think he's a risible character. But of course he's achieved he's achieved a lot in the game. I'm not I'm not trying to denigrate him on that front. But what I am trying to say is. Take ownership of the situation. If you're not fully taking ownership of the situation, your team, by definition, has less chance of being successful because you, you're already, even if it's just subconsciously, you're already plotting your way out. And no one is saying that West Brom had an amazing squad that should be finishing sixth this season. We, everyone knew from the start of the season it was going to be a struggle for them. But it happens a lot with these types of managers, these kind of old-school English managers. Happened with Redknapp quite a bit at different clubs he's been at. As soon as the team 
start playing badly or get a bad run of results, in the media, you watch his language. It's not us, it's them. The players need to do this, they need to do that. They, they aren't doing well, things well enough. Whereas it should be, we need to improve. We mm. need to look at ourselves and see what <clears> we can do. And these old-fashioned managers are very, very good at managing their own PR through friends in the media, ex-pros that have played under them, etc., etc. And I think you have to puncture that bubble with someone like Sam Adas because he's been there long enough. He's, he's, he's happy to take the job, probably getting paid well on a big reputation for never being relegated, which isn't true. And he's talking about stuff as if it's nothing to do with him, as in, oh, what can I do about it? It's decisions, it's players, it's this. It's your responsibility to take the responsibility or don't, or get, let someone else do it. Well, he's got a chance this Sunday in another... Sam Allardyce star because they're playing Newcastle. I told you, they're to a penny. Um, I don't think I've been take... less excited about a game than hearing that sound <laughs> my entire life. Speaking of, take, speaking of taking charge of situations, we go to, to, to Newcastle United. Steve Bruce and Matt Ritchie have been involved in a training ground bust-up after Ritchie All right, called... I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember it's the off-field stuff in Newcastle? Yeah. Uh, he called, uh, Ritchie called uh, Steve Bruce a coward. Now, this, this followed Steve Bruce's accusations that Richie had failed to pass on tactical instructions when he came on against Wolves last Saturday. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Do it yourself. I can't do it myself. <laughs> the manager said this. You know as well as I do, that's a bad idea. Um, it, it reminds me a bit of that time. Was Alan Pardew, when he was Newcastle manager, uh, there was a, he needed a translator to speak French to some of the players, I think when like CSA was there and one or two others and he would say it and apparently the guy giving the instructions would put his own tactics Love in that. there. I remember that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> talking about that. It's great stuff. He's like, yeah, just bomb on. He, he wanted to go back to the to the, the swashbuckling days of the 90s, you know, of, at Newcastle United. But yes, apparently uh, Matt Ritchie was, was fuming with this and he phoned uh, Steve Bruce about um, uh, what was going on and uh, they had a bit of a clash in training. Ritchie apparently told Bruce that he'd done call for him and then Bruce retaliated in, 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 a, in a way that a manager should do by shoulder barging him <laughs> and, get a shoulder barge from Bruce these days. well you'd be knocked in the middle of the next week <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and he said and, and Steve Bruce said what are you going to do tell Lee Charnley <laughs> <laughs> It's just great professional stuff. I mean, this does just sound like <laughs> fantasy role play and completely untrue, but I don't think it's any less worthy for that. Well, it was effective, Andy, because Richie's now apologised to Bruce and all his teammates. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ritchie is a player who did actually manage to somehow, from he's from the same home, literally the same district of, of Gosport mm-hmm. as me. Another and one. He, 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 um, <laughs> he somehow managed to, by complete accident, find his way into the Portsmouth Academy and actually mm-hmm. play for Portsmouth for a while uh, mm-hmm. before he was treated like absolute shit and uh, <laughs> sold on to Swindon for, I think, not very much money. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, he... Um, I'm surprised he's... Actually, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely unsurprised that he turned out to be a little bit chippy uh, being from, from where we're from. But, but and looking like Gordon Ramsay. That's why they well. like him. Yeah. That's, what, that's why yeah. they like him. But that's Andy, why I, he's I been so want, successful at Newcastle. I also just wanted to say that um, I interviewed him on the radio once and tried to get him to tell me what his local pub was in Gosport, but he refused to tell me. <laughs> that is excellent. Does he look a bit like Gordon Ramsay? He does, yeah. He's like a, like a smaller Gordon Ramsay, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine him saying to Steve Bruce... Fucking, you know, instruct us to some fucking tactics, okay? <laughs> Fuck me, big boy. Come on. Wow. What is this? Wow. What is this shit? Wow. <laughs> Nine to five. 
Fuck me. Wow. You call that, you call that affirmation, do you? He's also um, about Scottish as going around as well, by the way. He is. Well, he hadn't been to Scotland. The first time he went to Scotland, I think, was for a training session with the Scottish national team or something like that. Um, but anyway, uh, now, there was some dressing room uh, upset with uh, John Joe Shelby, surprisingly, because in a recent interview, he lauded Steve Bruce, uh, saying, you know, he's doing an all right job probably maybe taking his uh, <laughs> a leaf out of the rambles book uh, which we have now pulped uh, but according <laughs> to a source um, they are saying uh, according to a source um, they are saying John Joe looked like a hostage in the video being forced <laughs> to say it also is John Joe just saying that because he, he's basically saying he's the best man manager I've ever worked on the book basically doesn't make me do anything that's right. Yeah, I could do whatever I want, right. whenever I want to do it. <laughs> he's the best man manager yeah. I, I've ever had. I just wanted to add, actually, I should say, Gordon Ramsay, I think he's actually Scottish, isn't he? I just remembered. He grew up in England, but he was oh, no, Ra- Scottish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Matt Ritchie, I think I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I was talking about both. I got a bit confused. He, he, easy to get the two confused, you yeah. can say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, yes, uh, I mean, Newcastle, they've they've not got Almer on. Um, ASM and Wilson, they're all out, uh, who have provided 60% of Newcastle's goals. But, of course, Andy Carroll is in the wings, Andy. And Andy Carroll said, I've been waiting. Yeah, it's it's interesting, actually. In some of the lovely tributes to um, the late Glenn Rhoda, one mm. of them was from Andy Carroll, and it showed him um, being sent on by, by Glenn Rhoda. And he had a crew cut. That's how long ago it was. And oh, obviously, there were a lot of comments on social media going, come on, Andy, get it back. I think that would be a huge declaration of intent if he were to turn up to the West Brom game with a shaved head to say, yes, this is my moment. You know, I'm thinking Bex at Leicester. Oh, yeah. yeah away at Leicester. We yes. Clarify. <laughs> How do you guys remember the specific game that Beckham had a haircut for? That's I remember. He, he scored a free kick as well. Nice one. Yeah, he got off the bus with his woolly hat on, didn't he? Yeah. Nice stuff. And, and then did the reveal. Nostalgia pangs, that. On the pitch. Yeah. Simpler blimey, time, blimey. guys. A simpler time. Um, before we go for a break, Andy, what have you been talking about on, on the continent this week? Well, I, I've been thinking that in the ramble, we haven't talked enough about disastrously run clubs um so uh, this them, week uh, we're, we're joined <laughs> dotton and i are joined by uh mike our, ashley our, our, yeah. imagine that that'd be brilliant <laughs> for on the continent yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he's, he's such a cosmopolitan man i mean it yeah. seemed like an oh, open well, what goal they, what really. they want to do at valencia mate right i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Dotton and I are joined on OTC this week uh, by David Cartledge. Uh, we talk about Barcelona, the upcoming presidential election, uh, Marseille and their new dawn, uh, which is pretty much like the old dawn, and um, Schalke <laughs> and the, the end of Christian Gross, which is obviously sad. Yeah, not that sort of end, but it's, it is not. There's nothing really sad. not sad about Schalke, though, is there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's now time for Correspondence.
this is from Marty Schroeder. It says, uh, I wanted to share a story about the lines of tenuous connections to professional footballers. My dad, a gardener, used to work for Stuart Pearce. Yes. He owned a house <laughs> in a village in Wiltshire. In our village in Wiltshire. Uh, Stuart mainly avoided my dad for unknown reasons. <laughs> uh, unlike his 10-year-old son, who liked to help out while my dad was uh, with my dad while he was working there, which I thought was nice. Unfortunately, this escalated one day into his son explaining to Stuart that he would like to become a gardener like my dad and not a professional footballer like Stuart. <laughs> Stuart left the village shortly after that. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little bit like that bit in the um, Cristiano Ronaldo biopic where there's it's quite a touching scene where him and his son are watching football on the telly and you're thinking oh this is beautiful and then his son turns around to him and goes uh dad i think i might be a goalkeeper and the look on ronaldo's (laughs) face is like what you joking (laughs) i can't imagine bit that breaking that to to stuart pierce stuart stuart's quite i mean i like i've worked with him before and he's a lovely fellow but he's very intense stuart pierce as you can probably Mm -hmm. imagine so i don't think that had gone down too well and i like the way the email suggests that stuart just left the village because of that he's getting a bad influence here he he needs somewhere else to grow up um what what's he getting up to he wants to be a gardener it's unacceptable yeah get out of there and stuart himself used to be an electrician didn't he I think he was an electrician. We found out on Mark Pugach's Ramble Meat. Yes, he was. That, yeah. he was. Yes, yeah. all right, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, you could do, see him doing all sorts, couldn't you? Uh, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble, uh, everybody. Um, by the way, uh, before we start talk about the Manchester derby, I just... How did how was that goal disallowed at Craven Cottage last night? <laughs> I'm still fuming. None of us know. I just brushed over that earlier. It re- Describe it for people who didn't hit, see it because I didn't watch the game. I watched a I watched a West Brom Everton game. It was a load of dangly bollocks, is what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lamina's L- 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 in in the penalty box. L- L- Sanchez, I think it was, or which Spurs defender? I think yeah, it was. Just, it was Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah, it just booted the ball from a few feet away from him to clear the ball his hand hand, is his hand is like it's as if his hand was tied to his side like you couldn't be more yeah it was like Lamina was like an action man or a Star Wars figure exactly wasn't he exactly you're absolutely right Andy and uh, the ball hits his arm I mean, there's just it's just nonsense and then and then it breaks to 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 Maja who who finished I mean I, 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 when the goal went in, I was like, yes, come on. And then I tweeted, you know, what it says on the Fulham seats, full force, which is obviously nonsense. <laughs> and then and then I realised and I just thought, I can't be bothered dealing. I'll just delete the tweet. So, this, <laughs> so basically, this isn't, this isn't about the decision yeah. or the ridiculous rule. It's about you being made to look a mug on Twitter. Wasted labour on Twitter. <laughs> It was one of those I mean, ones. That's where I fair. Thought, that's fair. It's fine. I can't be bothered. Cause, cause I saw the replay, obviously, to catch up with it for the show today. And I saw, I think, Lars, um, who obviously we have on, on the constant as well, yeah. tweeted a, photo, a screenshot of the laws of the game and stuff, saying mm. that technically, if there's any kind of handball in the build up, it can be a handball and the guy has to be disallowed. Sod off, Lars. Yeah, that's just, it's just, but, uh, that's fine. But it's, that's mm. the price of everything but the value of nothing. I'm not having a go at Lars, right? <laughs> oh, fine. I am. Yeah, well, you can do that. Well, you're either with us or against us. You can probably lay into Lars about 10 minutes in a sec. But, but the point is that if that is the law, then the law's fucking ridiculous. And we should accept yeah, that. You're absolutely no, but that, right. That, that's the same with that and with the Timo Werner goal that was disallowed yeah, 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 at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. People will always go back to, 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 to VAR and blame VAR for mm-hmm. it. It's the, the rule's nonsense. Exactly. And, and also, we have to say that the Magic goal would have been chalked off even without VAR because even though it was nonsense, you look at the way the players reacted, they knew what was coming. 
Mm. Even if it is nonsense, they they knew what but, was coming. With the, well. team, with the Timo Werner one, it was the first time I just thought. The first, honestly, my first instinct when it got disallowed was I literally was like, and he's run all that way. Yeah, I know. He, he must have done <laughs> seventy yards. You, and you back wait. Again. Until, you wait until the Euros when when you know England get a lucky last minute equaliser oh, against mate. the Czech Republic or something, <laughs> and we all go mad. And it's like, oh no! There was oh, a... I'll be on the plane to, che- to the Czech Republic and troll yeah, people in, in person. In the first pass of England's thirty-pass move, someone was a toe offside. You know, already happened, um, Marcus. Ellen yeah. White against the United States of America. There we yeah, go. there you are. There, it's you. a good one. It's a good Jesse Lingard against the Netherlands. I'm still not over it. Um, but I am. I, to, to get Fulham back to the championship where we won't have any of this nonsense. <laughs> Referees whistles fine. Uh, we're crying out loud. Right, uh, Manchester Derby. Uh, uh, City versus United, of course, in case you'd forgotten uh, who the two sides were. Um, presumably, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's had a busy week trawling Manchester City's club website. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, though. Manchester City haven't actually beaten Manchester United in their last three league meetings. Um, well, Man United lost... are amazing at taking... A game against another good team and completely yeah. stinking the place out. Well, we said this, didn't we, before the Chelsea game about the nil-nils, and I think there'd only been maybe three nil-nils or something like that with 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 Manchester United, and, and, and I can't remember if it was all season or, or just the top six uh, or the big boys. Uh, but you, you, I mean, the way Man City are going, a nil-nil would be a great result, Andy, against uh, Pep's Pep's people. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I think any point while you're fighting for a place in the top four is is decent, especially in in that game. I don't think we've quite got to the point with 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 United, like where Carlo Ancelotti said, yeah, you have to write off the game against Manchester City. They're not going to see it like like <laughs> that, that. Is a bit defeatist <laughs> for a, a Champions a League bit. and Serie A winning manager. Like a, Roy a little was bit, you could argue. Yeah, <laughs> nil nil, no shots. It's a great point for us <laughs> against Everton. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I could I could see United sort of grinding out a nil-nil draw without a single shot on target. I think that would be that would be fun. Yeah, uh, well, indeed. Did you see Ruben Diaz, who's also had a great season at Manchester City, said this week that watching uh, Nemanja Vidic and Rio Ferdinand at Manchester United was his dream weekend as a child. Like, don't <laughs> say stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, Lie. looking at looking at the two replacements they've got, they'll have it'll probably be Lindelof and Maguire, won't it? I mean, yeah. compared to those two, I mean that those two were absolutely ridiculous. I, mm-hmm. I still maintain now. Forget the exact season; it might have been around two thousand and eight, where I was absolutely convinced, and I think I mentioned it on the ramble even then, mm-hmm. um, that Rio Ferdinand was literally making mistakes because it was just all too easy for him. But he couldn't keep his concentration. He was he was like that good. <laughs> Uh, he had that one season. I think it was around then. But I was, I was going to say, Marcus, can you keep, can you give us the latest update on the uh, Dean Henderson Carlisle totalizer? Oh, I can. Yeah, I very much can. <laughs> well, because David de Gea looks like he's going to be out um, for a month due to to one reason or other. Dave we, the save. We, we wish you well, Dave the save. Yeah. But all that means is, is it Dean Henderson that sort of profits from this in a way? But it's Carlisle United who are going to be the real winners because they they stand to receive another £50,000 on top of the £130,000 they've already made from their Henderson clause, which presumably Edward would make sure was in the deal. Uh, but of course they get £10,000 every time. It's officially Henderson. my favourite clause ever. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> better, better than Santa. And uh, it's, uh, and it, well it is for Carlisle you know, because it's Christmas yeah. every every game when uh, when Dean Henderson's in goal for Manchester United. Andy, what on earth is going on there? Yeah, it's a little bit like for every copy of Blue Monday that New Order sold, they lost 3p. <laughs> yeah. it's, a little, it's a little bit like that, isn't it? A lovely yeah. reference. Yeah. A lovely reference, yeah. yeah. Great stuff. It, and Edward very much is football's uh, Tony uh, thingy, isn't he, anyway? Tony Wilson. Tony yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. 
Speaking of, of of all that, did you see what Pep said this week that he he'd always dream of uh, of coming to train in in the Shakespeare country, uh, talking about presumably his time in England, Shakespeare country, the Beatles, the Oasis country. This country is special. If he's into factory records and all that I back mean, in the day, he's mad though, isn't he? I mean, he's mad. He is. <laughs> Pep Guardiola is quite quite mad, and I think I think the and Jim talks about it a lot, and we mention it on this show. I don't think uh-huh. other outlets mention it enough. And I, th- I think the re- <laughs> I think the reason that um, he gets away with being so weird is because he's in such a socially acceptable sport like football. He's not seen mm. as being um, completely enigmatic and strange because he's in football. But what you need to do is take yourself out of that and just listen to everything he says. And, yeah. then, and then you'll realise... No, but this, the- this isn't about the weirdness, really. This is about him going full David Brent. I mean, it, that is just... When he gets to Oasis, it's just a rehash of that David Brent quote about Milligan yeah, Everett second. sessions. But, but Andy, he also said, you cannot imagine what Eric Garcia means to me. He is like a son. It's too intense. <laughs> it's too intense, Pep. Why think- are you talking about Eric Garcia like that? What do you, this blows wide open the conversation then that he had with Nathan Redmond. Do you think Redmond said I'm a bit more of a blur man? He's like, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just think Eric Garcia has played made two Premier League starts this season. It's too Rather intense. Been, but do, do you not remember? Intense. Do you not remember his sad face when Jaden Sancho left? I mean that that is still sort of burned on my corneas. Yeah, he ghosted him basically. He ghosted Pep because Pep just kept texting him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peppy G. Well, I, I tell you what, he'll have to unpick Manchester United because they're going to be well entrenched. It'll be nil-nil. Uh, especially... nil. Do you think it'll be nil-nil? I, yeah, I Best thing that can happen, Marcus, is Man City get a goal early. Do you know what I'd love, though, is that um, you, know when, you know when you play on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning and you think, hang on, that's not their regular keeper. They've got they've got one of their outfield <laughs> players and goals, and someone says, "Right, lads, let's test this goalkeeper. Let's shoot on sight." <laughs> shoot on sight, yeah. Do you think that's what they'll be saying when they say, "That's not Dave the save"? I like it. I like it in um, in Sunday football when they used to say, "Shoot on sight," knowing mm. full well that probably eight of the eleven players in our team couldn't kick the ball that far. Yeah. So yeah. there's no point shooting on sight because you yeah. can't even get the ball to the goal. <laughs> so, so what so you did you did you play in a team of mascots then? <laughs> I just think I just think that it's underrated how yeah. hard it is to kick the ball that far. Like not many players can do it at, a, at an amateur level. No, that's why I think I think the introduction of the rule where you can you can uh, have one free pass in the box to a defender now from a goal kick. I think yeah. a lot of people breathe the sigh of relief, not so they could play some kind of nice football. No. This is just so the goalkeeper could make sure that he didn't give it straight to the opposition. Oh, on goalkeeping, Sunday league goalkeeper ratings, yeah. if the goalkeeper isn't taking the goal kicks, that's your big flag. Yeah. That's oh, your yeah. big flag. If he's yeah, not yeah. even being trusted to kick the ball from, yeah. from, from a goal kick, then you've got to get, get amongst him. Get right amongst mm. him. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speak, speaking of goalkeepers, um, did you see Jens Lehmann, uh, who's praising Erling Haaland, uh, Haaland sorry, this weekend, or this week rather, and he said, uh, facing Haaland would scare me more than Mbappe. I would put my studs in first. I wonder <laughs> if he would want to face me again. That doesn't sound like him. Is I'm it- so glad he's not playing for all of the outfield players' sake. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I never thought Jens Lehmann had a plan about the way that he approached um, speaking in public and public relations. But now I'm wondering if he's lining himself up for some sort of job at Schalke. Because this is <laughs> this is the second part of it, of course, because um, he, he talked a couple of weeks ago about he wished he'd never played for Dortmund. 
So, oh. yeah, I think, you know, because it's quite a peculiar position, isn't it? Having played for Schalke and Dortmund, not that many players have, have, have done it. And it's quite an intense rivalry. So, I mean, I, I think really you don't need to go that far to put your hat in the ring for a job at Schalke at the moment I would suggest well, even if you just say, Raymond my goodness me you could, I, reckon, I reckon you could just say I'm available and before you got to the end of the word you go I'm available and they go yeah sure <laughs> not even not Jens Lehmann I mean for goodness sake you never know what you're going to get it would be absolutely crazy to have Jens Lehmann running your club yeah but like think, think of the sponsorship didn't, didn't, didn't Jens Lehmann, I might have made this up, but didn't Jens Lehmann once take someone's football boot that had come off and hide it on the roof of the net to stop them getting it back in the middle of a game? Yes, I, I don't think that's as good as the one where he stole the fans' glasses who criticised him. <laughs> and and it, it was, I think it was when he was at Stuttgart and he, like, uh, at some guy, I think he was like an autograph hunter and he leant over the barrier and he had a word, so Lehmann just nicked his glasses and got on the team bus. <laughs> Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, that's absolutely outrageous. That is outrageous. <laughs> 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 and, and, and you're saying that he's got a chance of managing a club the size of Schalke. I, so. I just, I, I just said a job, maybe an even more influential one than coach. I mean, you know, it's got to be a pitch for something, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, sponsors get spec savers in. Um, <laughs> all right, it's time for four to score. Yeah, it's time for Betway's four to score. Um, entry to Betway's four to score, as you guys know by now, is absolutely free. Each week, just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure, though, your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. He is the bravest boy in the bunch, and he's up first again. It's Marcus Speller for West Brom v Newcastle. Who have you gone for, Marcus? It's the first time I've chosen this option, but I'm going to go... I'm pretty sure it's the first time. Uh, no goal scorer. Oh, oh spells. Nah, it's fair yeah. enough. But you're, you're all jolly and full of optimism. This is a game that has pushed Marcus Speller over the edge. <laughs> yeah. this, this is awful. I think, it'll I probably think, end 3-all now. I think I'm right in saying um, young Jim Campbell's successfully picked no goal scorer before. So um, yeah, yeah. there's precedent there. Game two is Liverpool v Fulham. It's Andy. Are you going to throw a cat amongst the pigeons, Andy? You know what? I think we've all been emboldened by your John Stones shout, Luke. God, about six uh, months ago now. So in the- <laughs> Still dying out on that. I'm like Bob Geldof. <laughs> <laughs> One hit. <laughs> so I think on... <laughs> I think on, on, on this one, um, he should have had a goal in the week. He scored in his last visit to Liverpool. I'm going to go for Josh Madger. Love nice. That. Love that. That's Marcus perked up. You, don't, you, you want to have another go at the Newcastle one now, Marcus? You'd have better move. <laughs> Game number three is uh, the big Manchester derby on Sunday tea time. And our mate Jim Campbell's picking for this one. Here's what he said. Hello, this is Michelangelo's Jim, and I've got the Manchester Derby for four to score this weekend. And I think uh, the first scorer is going to be Riyad Mahrez. He's in excellent form. He's a really good player. Obviously, Man United haven't scored in what feels like years, so that will probably come back to bite me. Uh, but I'm going to go for Riyad Mahrez all the same. Yeah, so Riyad Mahrez for Jim. It's always tricky mm. picking the old Man City games because is, you've got the old pep, pep roulette, haven't you? So yeah. um, we'll see if that one comes off. And the final game, game number four, is Spurs v Palace on Sunday night. 
Um, and it's me, and I've gone for Harry Kane. So that Harry is, Kane. yeah, that is no goal scorer, Josh Madger, Rayad Mahrez, and Harry Kane. Um, if all those players score first in their respective games, we'll win the £50,000, which we'll donate to charity. But you have a chance to win that £50,000 too. Just pick the first goal scorer in each of Betway's four selected games to win. Further T's and C's apply. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. And you must be 18 or over to play and do gamble responsibly. There's loads more information over at BeGambleAware.org. Okay, now it's time for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yes, indeed. It is time for Luke's game. Two big hitters, two heavyweights, two people <laughs> with permanent heads in the freezer and fire in their belly. Am I a heavyweight after what happened last week? <laughs> you got a batter in last week, Marcus, but it's not about how many times you get hit. Yeah. It's how many times you can keep coming back. Exactly. Well, remember, remember, like United lost 5 0 at Newcastle once. So they did. It, it can happen. True. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also done, it's done wonders for your seeding, Marcus, because you get to go first again today. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll um, make all the difference. By the way, <laughs> what, what was Bob Geldof's hit? I can't remember. Tell me why I don't like no. Mondays. Mondays. That's, don't yeah, like yeah, you You're still thinking about that? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was thinking he did have a hit, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Um, yes. Yeah. Far away. Um, you're first. Um, people know how to play by now. If you don't yeah. know how to play, if you're listening to the show for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Um, uh, you'll pick it up as you go. I just, I just give the guys player names. They have to bid for how many clubs they can name. Marcus, you're up first. Here we go. Um, a quick game's a good game. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get, let's bounce back, Marcus. Actually, I've got, I've got to be impartial, haven't I? Marcus, I hope you do as well as Andy does. Um, yeah. You are the people's champion for a reason, Marcus. That's oh, also that not. That's also not possible. It can't be a draw. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true, so shut yeah. up. I've got to pick my side. Um, Marcus, you're up first. Seven mm. clubs in total <clears throat> for our inaugural player this week's game. Mm-hmm. It is Mr. Joe Cole. Joey Cole. Seven clubs he's played for. Joe Cole. Ooh. Joey Cole. Uh, I'm missing an obvious one here. That's very annoying. Uh, five. Five's good, I think. Andy, can you do six? I'm going to go six. Marcus, you going to do all seven? I was thinking about introducing a bonus point mechanism if everyone, someone gets all the clubs a player played for, but I need to think about that more and what it means for the game itself. Mm-hmm. I say me, it'll be Finn. I'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want seven, Marcus, or are you going to go Andy six? This is frustrating. Uh, I have to go Andy six. Okay, Andy, uh, one at a time, please. Uh, please name the six. Right. Um, West Ham. That's correct. That's one. Lille. Love that. That's two. Coventry City. Correct. Oh, well played. Yeah. Chelsea. Of course. That's four. Aston Villa. That's also correct. Liverpool. Well done. That's your six. Well played. Do you know who the other one was that you didn't mention? It's American. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa Bay Rowdies. That's the frustrating thing. It, Villa was the one that I, I couldn't... I wouldn't have got Coventry. I didn't know that. And I thought there was another English club. It gave me the American one. Ah, well played, A Brass break of well serve played. for Andy early on. He yeah, gets to go first this time good. as well, Brass. Uh, the next player has played for eight clubs in total. He retired in 2013. Uh, he's Louis Saha. Oh. Ooh, okay. What do we think about Louis Saha? Marcus, you confident in the wings there? <laughs> wait in the wings, you confident? Not particularly. Get some fire in your belly, man. Well, I've got to wait for Andy. Okay, Andy, what do you think? Seven. Are you being serious? 
No, no, no. I'm asking how no, many there's, did there's he play eight. for? I said eight. Eight. Stop okay. stalling no, for time. No, hang on, hang on. He said seven, Luke. Yeah, you. I mean, I've, I've, technically speaking, <laughs> if you said seven, you have to bid. That's a bid. You don't go into an auction house and go, a hundred grand. Sorry, how much is it again? It was you seven question mark. It was seven question mark. You're Lamina, mate, right in this situation. <laughs> Andy, give me a number. I want, I want, I want this, I want this four. to move along. Four. four. Marcus, please, can you Up go yours. I'm going to go five. Good man. Spike. Come on, everyone. Come on. <laughs> Andy? No, no, no. I'm, All right, I'm, five I'm, for Marcus. I'm, one at a time, please. Five of the eight clubs that Louis Sarhas right. played for, Marcus. Uh, don't Here let us go. down, please. Here we go. Last week Fulham. it was 5-0. It was a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Fulham, yeah. <laughs> yeah well done. Fulham. Manchester United. That's two. Everton. That's also three. Newcastle United. Four. Now this is where Mets. Very good. That's five. Yes! One Not a whitewash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's come to. Yeah, Mets, Newcastle United, Fulham, Man United, Everton, Spurs, Sunderland, and end oh, of his career. It's the Sunderland rule. Yes. Always. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. The Sunderland oh, rule. I got the point and I was annoyed because you, you kind of go that Mets one is like I'm, I'm trying to hit the top corner from 25 yards there was a tap in there for me um, and he ended his career at Lazio okay so Marcus you're up ah. um, first this time it's one all all to play for this guy's played for nine clubs he retired in 2014 it is your friend and mine professional golfer and part time footballer Craig Bellamy Bellas <sighs> there's nine of the bastards can you believe that yeah, no, that, that is hmm. six. That's nice. I think that's in the slot, Andy. All right. I've definitely got six. No oh, good to you. It's no good to you at this stage. Come on, Andy. <laughs> um, hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, that's killed you, Marcus. That's absolutely killed you. Um, go eight. Go on. Give some. Give people something to cheer about. All right. Do it. All right. I'll go eight. I'll go eight. Andy, do I hear nine from you? No, no, I'm not going nine. Lovely stuff. All right. <laughs> Come on in, uh, Marcus. Eight of the nine clubs that Craig Bellamy has played for between 1996 and 2014 when his career ended. Liverpool. That's correct. Manchester City. That's also correct. That's two. Cardiff City. Correct. That's three. West Ham. Yes, he played for West Ham. That's four. <sighs> I thought you were going to say no. Uh, Celtic. Yep, Five. Newcastle United. Of course, that's six. Yeah, now I'm struggling. Uh, you need two more, my friend. Yeah, I do. Um, come on, Bellas, who the bloody hell did you play for? Um, Aston Villa? Afraid not. It's a point to Andy uh, Brussel. He didn't play for Aston Villa, actually. He played for there. Norwich City, Coventry City. Uh, oh, Coventry. Coventry. Yeah. Newcastle, Celtic, Blackburn. Liverpool, Blackburn. Blackburn, West Ham, Man City, Cardiff, Liverpool and Cardiff again. That's 2-1 to Andy and Andy's up first this time. Match point, Andy. Um, it is match point and this guy's only played for four clubs. That's what the algorithm oh. can do to you sometimes. Marcus, it's stacked against you now, my friend. Um, oh. Four clubs. He retired in 2017. I think it's all come up Andy Brassel here, I'm afraid. It's mm. Victor Valdez. Victor Valdez. Victor Valdez. Okay. Play for four. Which, which yeah, by the way, is, I've got these. You got all of them, have you? Yeah, very confident there. Yeah. So you bid him four officially. Yeah. Mark, oh, so, sorry, four question mark, and then four, <laughs> four, four. All four. I'm saying is, as I said earlier, you don't walk yeah. into an auction house 
and go, £100,000, question mark. How much is it? Sorry, with your hand in the air. It's Come a on, that's, disaster. That's, that's happened in a load of comedy films. That must have happened to Steve Martin before. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. If it's happened to Steve Martin, I'm fine for it to happen to me. So this is four clubs. Mm. You've bid four officially, so Marcus, yes. you have no room to manoeuvre, I'm afraid. Got my hands tied. Them's the breaks. Um, that Victor Valdez has played for in his career. Uh, retired in 2017. Taken away, Brussels. Standard Liège. Yeah, that's the one. See, straight there away. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, it, that's one. Yeah. yeah. No, but this is me. I get the difficult ones and forget the easy ones. Let's so, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> We've got our fingers crossed. Let's switch the gun. Okay, we've had Standard Liège. Uh, Middlesbrough. That's yeah. also correct. <laughs> uh, Manchester United. Yeah. Oh, will you get the last one? Not bad. Yeah. Barcelona. Andy Brassel wins. So that one come in. Yeah. Just the 500 odd appearances for them, so that's probably yeah. that's a shoe in. That's a uh, win for Andy Brussel, 3 1. Yeah. Well played, sir. All right, good win. You, you must be delighted about that. Marcus, you should give a better show on yourself. There's a chance to go 3 2 here. Come it's on. It's a dead rubber, but this guy's played for nine professional clubs and about mm-hmm. four million amateur ones, but they don't count. <laughs> uh, it's Chrissy Waddle. Go, Chrissy Waddle. And you get to go first here. Okay. Uh, uh, mm. Chance to make it 3 2. Bit more respectable. But we're pleased for Andy. So, I mean, he's a great professional. Do you know what? I'm going to go eight. Oh, hello. Well, 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 right. I'm going to I'm going to let you at it then. Are you being serious? Yeah. All right. Go for it then. I'm. So, I mean, you... I'm still writing down the ones that I know because that that was pretty quick. If you get eight here, <laughs> by the way, that that sounds like I'm cheating. I promise you, I'm not. I just there's there's a lot of quirky ones when it's, some of them click and some of them go for it. Um, yeah, do it. Newcastle United started his career there. Correct. Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. Played there for ages. Marseille. Obviously, yep. Bradford City. Yep. Scored that great goal at Goodison Park. Yeah. That's Sheffield four. Wednesday. That's five. Um, Falkirk. Six. Because I remember that um, being up there. Uh, where am I? Sunderland. That's your Sunderland clause. That's seven. Um, oh, I might have gone. Uh, Burnley? That's eight. Well played. Come on. It's 3-2. Uh, it's a very, very impressive effort. Uh, you've really still good. lost, obviously, but uh, yeah. well played. The only club you didn't name there was, Tor- was Torquay United. Oh, right. He never played for Carlisle, Andy. He never played for Carlisle. No, he oh, played for some amateur clubs, including Tolaw Town, Workshop Town, Glapwell, Stockbridge Park Steels, where, we, of course, we saw Jamie Vardy as well, mm-hmm. and Sheffield Hallam, who are also, obviously, amateur. That's mm-hmm. eight, Marcus. Well played. It's 3-2 to That's Andy. Excellent. A far better showing from you this, this week, Marcus. But the, yeah. but the, um, the glory the goes to the top, Do you yeah, know what? I'm annoyed at myself with Joe Cole. You see, you lose it early on to Andy. You make, make a, a misplaced pass and you and you. Well, I think the last thing you want if, you, if you're on match point against Brassley is a Victor Valdez. That's the last <laughs> thing you need. You want some kind of obscure English football league player, if anything, that hasn't Indeed. played for Wimbledon. <laughs> anyway, that's it from me. Good stuff. Well done, guys. There we are. Pleasure. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute delight having you with us. So uh, we're back on Monday, of course, to talk about the weekend's action. So until then, say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye, Luke Moore. Say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.